Serpents from the Garden of Eos Potion 2 The Atlantis of Hellas in the Middle Sea Section B Neolithic Civilization Subsection 3 Neolithic Hellas Episode A The Sesclo Village of the Pelasgians The first seafaring colonists from Lower Egypt made their migration to the island of Crete at some point between 9,000 and 10,000 BAS. The first strata of human relics explored by Sir Arthur Evans at Knossos was at such a great depth underneath the later Minoan soil levels that he arrived at an estimate near 10,000 BAS for the first settlement of the site at the start of the Neolithic. More recently, the date of first habitation on the island has been estimated at closer to 9,000 BAS. Either of these estimations fits well with the probable date of discovery for seed planting technology somewhere near the Nile Delta at approximately 10,000 to 12,000 BAS. After the discovery of agricultural crop raising, some centuries must have elapsed before the first Egyptian tribal groups near the Lower Nile utilized the new farming technology well enough so as to greatly expand their populations and improve in other technological areas such as the building of boats. Within the Aegean Sea, primitive dugout boats carried on the first trade between the lone tribes of the Mesolithic, navigating through coastal waters to do some fishing and a trade in obsidian. Crete could then have been first explored by humans even before the Neolithic, during the late Paleolithic or the so-called Mesolithic Middle Stone Age. These sea travels of the Paleolithic Mesolithic were not of a sort to produce massive influxes of new settled populations, but could possibly have brought a few tribal groups to inhabit some of the many caves of Crete. The early Neolithic settlement of Crete, after the discovery of seed planting technology, was of a migratory size, most likely caused by population increases resulting from improved nutrition and technological advances when the societies of the Lower Nile expanded into the first farming communities. Arthur Evans wrote of the huge size and depth of the settlement site at Knossos on the Kefala Hill. The top layer of the hill was adorned with the walls and pavements of the Minoan palaces. This, however, 
was only the very topmost strata of the man-made hill upon which the palace was built. Beneath the pavements of the central patio, Evans explored the soils beneath with several test pits that extended down through relic debris of accumulations that were on average 43 to 50 feet deep. Evans found that somewhat more than half of these strata levels were of the early period of Minoan civilization, while slightly less than half of the subsoil accumulations were of the previous, more ancient, Neolithic epoch. Because the population must have been sparser in the New Stone Age, and with a lack of any visible, substantial building materials in the deepest levels, Evans did estimate that the Neolithic debris showed an ancient inhabitation of the site for over 5,000 years previous to the start of the early Minoan period. Using a rough guide of 3000 BCE for the start of early Minoan, an era contemporary with the first dynasty in Egypt, this then gives an estimation date of 8000 BCE for the first Neolithic settlement of Gnosis. This 10,000 BAS start of the Neolithic at Gnosis is then almost exactly aligned with the discovery date of seed planting technology in Lower Egypt at an estimate of 10,000 to 12,000 BAS. The great antiquity and depth of the Neolithic finds of relic debris at Gnosis wasn't, however, the only surprising and important fact to arise from the prehistory of the site. The lowest first strata level above the bedrock, deep below the surface at Gnosis, had relic artifacts of a somewhat advanced type of pottery. The style and make of the ceramic ware from the first settlers at Gnosis was not of a manufacture similar to a society producing its first primitive vases and storage vessels from baked earth. The pottery earthenware found by Evans at the deepest first level at Gnosis was what he described as a somewhat advanced type, not anything like what you should expect from a settlement only starting to make ceramic pottery. Evidently, the first Neolithic stoners to settle at Gnosis on the Kefala Hill were foreigners to the area, and this was at 10,000 BAS. If you review the archaeology of the regions surrounding the Middle Sea, you shall soon find that the established dates for the start of Neolithic weed planting in these areas is at least 
1,500 years later than the date of first settlement at Knossos. And Knossos, at its earliest first settlement, was already making a type of advanced ceramics. This is unusual since the technology of pottery making always falls later, after developing the practice of weed planting for a cereal harvest. The first settlers at Knossos were then a few thousand years ahead of the social development in other parts of the Middle Sea. Where then did such an advanced technology of ceramic pottery baking come from at 10,000 BAS? The knowledge came from Lower Egypt, the Delta and Memphis areas of the Nile Valley. It was this fertile northern region of Egypt that must have been the locale for the most important discovery in human history, the planting of seeds to harvest weeds of cereal. It was the harvesting of cereal weeds that changed the Paleolithic cave tribes of hunters into the first village farmers of the Neolithic. Where then did such advanced weed planting technology go after it reached the island of Crete from its origin in Egypt? First, the new farming technology spread to Hellas from Crete, and then almost immediately it spread to the other western and eastern coasts of the Middle Sea, though there was a long hiatus upon Crete before settlers chose to migrate beyond the island paradise. The areas of weed plant farming spread quickly out from the Discovery Center in Lower Egypt once Crete and Hellas had been colonized by the new breed of serpentine agriculturalists. The next waves of migration went west and east by sea along the coasts of the Middle Sea. The improved boat craft of the Neolith stoner farmers was more seaworthy than the primitive dugouts used by the cavemen of the Mesolithic Paleolithic they still couldn't safely venture very far from the mainland or an island. They needed to stay close, not far out of sight of some land. So, after Crete, they colonized the Cyclades Archipelago and the Aegean Sea before setting off again for the mainland of Hellas, where they founded settlements in the Peloponnese and in Thessaly. The site of Sesclo in Thessaly was made a new weed-growing frontier gold rush encampment at the head of an inland bay where the fresh waters of a river 
emptied after traversing a lush, fertile, and nearly unoccupied valley plain. The sole inhabitants of this wild, overgrown vale and its darkly rich soils of river effluvium were a few scattered tribes of savage Cro-Magnons who had descended after eons of eternity from the intrepid explorers known as the Heidelbergians, some few of whom had interbred with the native Neanderthal women in the gloomy, unknown regions the other side of the great mountain's river. Besides some having an orange or a nearly blonde mop of straggly, unkempt hair, they were fearsome to look upon up close, almost naked as they were, their only apparel being a long, woolly pelt of a cloak, and maybe some furry loincloth hanging down below their waist. They lived in the caverns round about the rim of mountains, high atop and overlooking the plain. The new colonists from the drought-stricken and overcrowded land of Kim dug their ditch of fortification on a plateau near the river and slept within their earthen burrows, fearing to hear the wild howl of some savage native party a prowl in the night. Eventually, though, the ditch and earthboro encampment became a frontier town on this fringe of the New World beyond the sea. The tribe of cave-dwelling primitives came down from the mountains and made their own camp, learning to grow the cereal weed from the strange new serpent people. The same advanced ceramics were found by Maria Gimbutas and other archaeologists at the Neolithic settlements of the Sesclo tribe in Thessaly. Both the shapes and manufacture, as well as the artistry on the pottery ware, were of an advanced development for a society first producing them. Gimbutas states that there was an initial stage of pottery making that was very utilitarian, having almost no ornament and finished with a plain brown burnished surface. This stage of ceramics though had a utilization with a limit of approximately 100 years, most likely corresponding to the years of first colonization when the situation of the colonists required more simple and productive methods to make greater quantities for basic usage. The next stage that soon followed the initial phase of the settlement saw more advanced ceramics done with a white paint slip and red ochre paint ornamentations of a geometric style. The ornamental images 
and red paint have many triangles and meander water signs done to represent the goddess Nu Nix. The pubic triangle upon the sesclo pottery can also be seen upon Neolithic figurines of the goddess and the meander water signs could be used to likewise represent her daughter Eos Tefnut, the goddess of dark waters. Red flame signs upon this more advanced red and white pottery ware from the Sesclo tribe are almost certainly a sign of the elder son of the night and earth goddess, the god Eros Shu, who was a deity of fire and air. What Maria Gimbutas refers to as the Sesclo tribe is a group of farming settlements displaying the same cultural artifacts with locations in every region of Hellas including the Aegean Islands. She wrote that the Sesclo settlement of Hellas was radiocarbon sampled at these many sites to have the same 8,500 BAS origin date, give or take a few decades for sampling variation. The Sesclo sites show the same anomaly with their pottery relics as does the deepest Neolithic village at Knossos. Advanced ceramics are found in the initial levels indicating that the settlers were from some other geographic area where farming and pottery making have been established for some while previous to their migration. The civilization of the Sesclo tribes does not end at 7500 BAS, which is given as its date of latest extent. The Sesclo, after this, advance into a new cultural stage that has been given a different name to make note of their continued progress in Neolithic technologies such as ceramics and tools, etc. Dimini is the next cultural period of the Sesclo tribes, and this period also took its name from a settlement site in Thessaly. The subsequent Dimini period of this Neolithic civilization in Hellas lasts from 7500 BAS until the rise of the Proto-Elatic period of the Pelasgians, with the Domini culture period merging into this later Pelasgian phase. The almost mythical Pelasgian natives of Hellas are then the descendants of the first Sesclode tribe of immigrants from Crete and Egypt by way of their Domini ancestors. The Mycenaean civilization follows the Pelasgian of the Proto-Helatic. The Mycenaeans are also immigrants from Crete to the Hellas mainland.
The Mycenaean immigration to Hellas, though, is of a much later epoch than the previous Sesclo immigration in the early Neolithic, and indeed, there must have been a continuous sporadic influx of new settlers even after the initial Sesclo pioneers made their way northwards from Egypt and Crete. It is the first and last waves of this great northern expansion that can be delineated through the mists of countless centuries. The movement was Lower Egypt to Crete at 9,000 to 10,000 BAS. The Sesclo pioneers arrived in the Thessalian plain of Hellas from their original homelands located in either Crete or Egypt at 8,500 BAS. Sesclo Domini Pelasgian Neolithic civilization flourished in Hellas from 8,500 to 5,000 BAS, most likely with an additional sporadic influx from the original homelands in Lower Egypt and Crete over the course of these several millennia. Then you have the Lower Egypt Upper Egypt war between the kingdoms of the nocturnal north and solar south occurring not long before 5000 BAS. The dynasty of night having lost the war refugees from the lower Egypt of Memphis and the Delta then fled to the colony island of Crete. The crucial date here is 5000 BAS with the war and the exile and whatnot. Solar Upper Egypt then unites the Nile Valley under the sole rule of the Old Kingdom's first dynasty. While the nocturnal dynasty starts the long process of rebuilding at Knossos on the island of Crete in the Middle Sea. Following this, what is called the Early Minoan Period starts at 5000 BAS with the new influx of nocturnal settlers fleeing the lost war in Egypt. Some early megalithic building was done at some point in the early Minoan period at Knossos, although the first surviving palace structure excavated by Arthur Evans wasn't finished until the first middle Minoan period some 1,000 years later at approximately 4,000 BAS. It was at some indefinite point in the thousand years between 5,000 to 4,000 BAS that the mainland of Hellas was still further colonized from Crete. At this instance, by the Atlantis of Minoan Knossos. 
Pelasgian descendants of Sesclo and Domini still lived there, but there was no difficulty encountered when these frontier worshippers of new Nix and her serpents of the corn were urged to join the hegemony of dynastic night. The Mycenaean towns were produced by these last settlers from Crete, and they formed the Hellas mainland territory gnomes of the Titan Sea Empire of Atlantis. The same advanced pottery types as found by Evans at Knossos were found by Maria Gambutas and others at the Neolithic settlements of the Sesclo tribe in Thessaly. Both the shapes and manufacture as well as the paint designs on the pottery were of an advanced development for society first producing ceramics. Gambutas wrote that there was an initial stage of pottery making that was very utilitarian, having almost no ornament and finished with a plain brown burnished surface, though this stage had an occurrence with a limit of approximately 100 years, most likely corresponding to the years of first colonization when the situation of the colonists required a more simple production for a basic type of use. The next stage quickly following this immediately saw more advanced ceramics done with a white paint slip and red ochre paint ornamentations of a geometric style. The ornamental images in red paint have many triangles and meander water signs most likely done to represent the goddess Nu. The pubic triangle upon the sesclo pottery can also be seen upon Neolithic figurines of the goddess, and the meander water sign could be used to represent her daughter, Eos or Tefnut, goddess of dark waters. Red flame designs upon the more advanced red and white ware from the Sesclo tribe are most likely a sign of the sun of the night and earth goddess, the god Eros or Shu, who was a god of fire and air. What Maria Gimbutas refers to as the Sesclo tribe is a group of settlements displaying the same cultural artifacts with locations throughout Hellas and the Aegean Islands. The start of the Sesclo inhabitation of Hellas has been radiocarbon dated to 8500 BAS. The Sesclo production of advanced red on white pottery is dated at 8400 BAS. The civilization of the Sesclo tribes in Hellas has a start at 8,500 BAS and ends at 7,500 BAS, when the name of a different archaeological site settlement is used as a moniker for the tribe and culture. Domini civilization 
is in actuality the later development of sesquiculture from 7,500 BAS down to 6,000 BAS. Sesclo and Domini are the earliest period stages of what is later called the Pelasgian civilization in Hellas prior to the rise of the Mycenaean Minoan. The Sesclo tribe had their start with Egyptian settlers from Crete and Lower Egypt. The actual settlement of Sesclo, which is only one of hundreds of prehistoric sites in Thessaly, was excavated in 1901 by Krestos Suntos and more extensively by Dimitris Theocaris from 1958 to 1976. At its greatest development, Sesclo was a main village of approximately 30 houses surrounded by a stone wall fortification with other houses on nearby slopes outside the walls. Kimbutas was herself the excavator of the Achilleon village of the Sesclo tribe from 1973 to 1974. Achilleon is located further south on the Thessalian plain from Sesclo. At Achilleon, Gimbutas made the important find of a large collection of goddess figurines used in the worship of the goddess Nu and her daughters. The pregnant goddess figurines of Lady Nu, the goddess of night and earth, were found mostly beside an outdoor oven used for baking breads. Figurines of her daughters, the serpent goddess and the bird goddess, were also found within a temple building not far from the bread oven. Gimbutas found almost 100 of the Seatopigus pregnant figurines of the night star goddess. These figurines were mostly found in large collections where they had adorned outside altars and ovens of the early Neolithic phase at the settlement. Offering pits for the pouring of libations to the gods and ancestors were also found near the altars. More than 130 of these figurine sculptures of knights, daughter goddesses, were also found by Gimbutas within the temple buildings on the site. The figurine religious sculptures of the Pelasgians in the successive phases of the Sesclo, Domini, and the later proto helladic period are indicative of similar sculptured idols found throughout the Middle Sea and Old Europe. The situation of these sculpture idolon in temples, graves, sanctuaries, and caverns makes it obvious that they are religious cult sculptures imagining the goddesses of old Europe.
Further research of these cult idols shows that they are sculpture images of the goddesses worshipped in Egypt at the end of the Paleolithic when the discovery of weed planting occurred in the Memphis area. Large numbers of these same idols are found at almost every excavation site of the Middle Sea and at most of the scattered settlement sites composing old European civilization. It is certain then that the Paleolithic Ennead gods of the Memphis Heliopolis area of the lower Nile Valley were transferred to the new farming settlements of old Europe at the start of the Neolithic period in the Mediterranean and Balkan regions. Further indications of this massive prehistoric migration from Egypt into Europe is provided by examining the nearly corresponding similarities found in the pottery ceramics that accompanied this migratory diffusion of Egyptian seed planting technology. This is because the art of ceramic pottery making is almost always linked with the discovery of agriculture. It so happened, as you could probably expect, that the discovery of seed planting for harvest weed cereals was first made in the fertile rich soils of the alluvial Nile River Valley. This discovery, vital to civilized society, was, it appears, first made in the immediate region of Memphis at some point between 10,000 and 12,000 years ago. It so happened that when this discovery was made in the Memphis Delta region at the end of the Paleolithic, the gods then worshipped by the tribes of the area had mostly developed into a form very much like the later Heliopolitan Ennead of the dynastic City of the Sun. Heliopolis is on the opposite bank of the Nile, not far from Memphis. This important discovery having been made, the gods worshipped by the tribes of the Memphis area followed along with the migratory diffusion of the new farming technology. There is then, for these reasons, a simple method for mapping the outward diffusion of farming and civilization growth in its path from Lower Egypt to the coasts and islands of Europe. The name given by archaeologists to the first agricultural civilization of Europe is that of the Sesclo. This is because no name has yet been given specifically to the prehistoric 
Neolithic civilization of Crete, other than the somewhat later Minoan, which must have preceded the Sesclo tribes by several hundred years at minimum. It is with Crete and then Hellas that the first northward expansion of seed planting technology starts. The tribes that settled in the Thessalian plain of Hellas at the Sesclo to many villages eventually multiplied and progressed to an epic stage when they were later called the Pelasgians. The even earlier first Neolithic settlers on Crete, artifact relics of whom Arthur Evans found in his excavation at Knossos, deep beneath the middle Minoan palace patio, composed the earliest European civilization made possible by the new Egyptian technology of planting seeds for a harvest of cereal weeds.